following program is pre-recorded. Live from beyond the Beltway, this is Jeannie Ives sitting in tonight for Bruce Dumont with our weekly analysis of national politics, featuring occasional injections of rumor and innuendo, all offered up by our panel of political insiders, pundits, power brokers, public servants, professors, and most importantly, plain-speaking Americans from coast to coast. Tonight, featuring commentary in the first hour by Washington Post columnist Gary Abernathy, Charles Lipson, University of Chicago Professor Emeritus in Political Science, Matt Crouch, Navy Academy Academy grad, we may need to make an on-air bet about the big game next weekend. He's a 24-year Marine Corps officer, spent time in China, Olmsted Scholar and Senior Military Fellow for the Atlantic Council. He currently works for the Heritage Foundation. And also joining me in studio is Pastor Chris Butler. He's He was the Democrat congressional candidate for Illinois First last cycle, and he runs a Christian school. In the second hour, listeners, we have a very important special guest. Dr. Lee Meng Yan is going to be joining us on this on Zoom. She is the Chinese virologist who wrote a <coughs> series of papers early in the pandemic stating that the virus came from a lab. She fled the United States shortly afterwards, fearing for her safety. She comes to us. She will be coming to us in the second hour from an undisclosed location. We are anxious to talk to her about the protests mm-hmm. in China and also um, the fact that now everybody pretty much agrees that, indeed, the virus did it was generated in a lab. So our program tonight is coming to you from our home base, AM560, The Answer, WIND Radio in Elk Grove Village, Illinois. Our phone lines are now open, 1-800-723-8289, 1-800-723-8289. And, you know, to help us along with that little Army-Navy bet between Matt and myself, we're open to uh, listeners weighing in on what we should maybe wager. You know, typically, you wager a bathrobe. I got to tell you, Matt, um, when I went to West Point, they were made out of wool. Now my son's at West Point. They're made out of velour. So it'd be a much better deal. But I want listeners to weigh in on what this bet should be. It's always a lot of fun to do that. Well, gentlemen, let's get started, though. We have a lot to discuss tonight. And let's start with the Twitter files. So an FBI agent testified to Republican attorneys general this week that the FBI held weekly meetings with big tech companies in Silicon Valley ahead of the 2020 presidential election to discuss disinformation on social media and ask about efforts to censor that information. I'm reading this from a Fox News article. On Tuesday, lawyers from the offices of Attorney General Eric Schmidt of Missouri and Jeff Landry of Louisiana disposed FBI Supervisory Special Agent Elvis Chan as part of their lawsuit against the Biden administration. That suit accuses high-ranking government officials of working with giant social media companies under the guise of combating misinformation to achieve a greater censorship. Well, we know now, we now now know since Elon Musk started to release the Twitter internal messages and emails about this type of censorship, we now know that indeed Twitter officials or Twitter, Twitter staffers handled certain posts that were troublesome to the Democrat Party. Um, You know, they talked a lot about democracy being on the ballot. That was their big mantra in the 2022 election. Well, it seems like democracy was definitely on the ballot in both 2020 and 2022. What does this mean? What does it now mean that we are finding out that indeed big tech did major censorship over a very alarming article 
uh, by the New York Post about the Hunter Biden story. You know, we're going to start with Gary. Gary, you are in the media. You work with the Washington Post. How does this look and what's going to happen here? Well, thanks, Gene. Thanks for having me tonight. Uh, appreciate that. Good to be on with you. Um, for a lot of us, you know, this is like the least surprising news of the week or of the month or of the year. Um, it's just been so obvious that there has been a liberal bias in, in the, our biggest social media platforms, particularly Twitter and Facebook. And now that's being um, admitted, basically. It's being exposed. I'm glad Elon Musk is exposing it. We know that Mark Zuckerberg basically you know, acknowledged that the FBI came and asked them to suppress the Hunter Biden story without maybe naming the Hunter Biden story um, um, directly, but we know that's what they were talking about. So now that's all, you know, uh, coming out and, and being proven, just like the, you know, CBS coming out and saying, well, now we've looked at the Hunter Biden laptop ourselves and the, the data from it, and yes, it's all good, and, and but, you know, two years too late. And, you know, they're, they're well aware of this. And so um, the hope is, you know, here's the thing, Gene, here's the other scary part of this. When you have the Biden administration saying, we're keeping an eye on Twitter. Now, people often say, you know, Twitter and Facebook, they can make their own rules. That's not a violation of the First Amendment because they're not a government entity. But when you have a government entity basically pressuring the private companies to behave a certain way, to edit, to censor a certain way, to me, I think that is a violation of the First Amendment. So that's kind of a broad overview, Gene, of how I look at this whole situation. So, so Charles, and, and maybe Gary, this will go back to you as well, but so can we have some sort of political agreement between both parties, all sides, that this was improper and, in fact, uh, was actual collusion and interference in an election? We don't have agreement from okay. the Democrats. In fact, <clears throat> if you look at uh, mainstream media, uh, with its, uh, you know, conventional kind of left-wing bias, uh, they have absolutely ignored the whole story. I mean, they, they just buried it. Uh, all the news that's, that's fit to print is a joke. Um, but um, I want to agree. Go ahead. No, go, no, that was something else, other interference. <laughs> okay. I want to agree with what Gary said um, uh, about, a distinction between private entities and the government. Um, uh, there's uh, MSNBC doesn't have to put Donald Trump on the air, and Donald Trump's Truth Social doesn't have to uh, give any airtime uh, to Rachel Maddow. Uh, all that changes when the U.S. government gets involved. Its job, uh, with some uh, carve outs, and I can mention those in a second, but its job is to protect free speech, not to suppress it, not to threaten those who come up with ideas that look different from what the CDC says. And what we have here, and when the government does that, not only is it misbehaving, it's turning the private media companies, the social media companies, into agents of the state. And what uh, Missouri is doing is a great service to us all. The reason we know this stuff by, uh, from Elvis Chan, who left the building, by the way. Elvis <laughs> Chan uh, 
told us this because he was under oath being deposed yep. uh, uh, um, uh, in a Missouri lawsuit against these social media giants. Now, it's going to be up to uh, Twitter, I mean, excuse me, up to Facebook and up to Google and others to come clean. Okay, so before we get going here, we're, we're headed to the first break, honestly. So we're going to hear from Matt and Chris when we get back to this about uh, what this portends. I'd also like to go in a little bit about who exactly Elvis Chan is. So stick with us on Beyond the Beltway. Again, uh, happy to take your, um, your suggestions, callers, for uh, what should be the bet between Matt and I on the Army-Navy game. He's a Naval Academy graduate, and I graduated from West Point. Back with you shortly. At Jersey Mike's, you can elevate any sub by getting the juice. Red wine vinegar and an olive oil blend. It's how a Jersey Mike sub gets its exquisite... I still call her mom. Your hero needs you now, and AARP is here to help. Find the care guides you need to help, complete with tips and resources, at aarp.org caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. When it comes to vaping, the truth can get clouded. So let's make it clear. Vaping is not safe for kids, teens, or young adults. It's just not. Because vaping can put microscopic particles into your lungs. And dangerous things like metals and volatile organic compounds into your body. And nicotine, the same highly addictive substance found in regular cigarettes. Nicotine can harm a person's brain development through their mid-20s. Affecting learning, memory, attention, and impulse control, and priming the brain for other addictions. Vaping products also come in kid-friendly flavors that can make them appealing to youth. And many kids also use other drugs, like marijuana, in vaping devices. With appealing flavors, high nicotine levels, and lots of promotion on social media. Many kids think vaping is harmless, but it's not. So talk to your kids about the risks of vaping, because when you talk, they hear you. For more information, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. 
Welcome back to the program. Our phone lines are open coast to coast at 1-800-723-8289. I am Jeannie Ives sitting in for Bruce Dumont. Uh, Matt Crouch, Matt, you uh, served while in, in the military. You were a Marine Corps officer. You spent time in China. Um, what is your take on this from the position of somebody like an Elvis Chan, who is the FBI agent that was dispo- deposed to testify about the cybersecurity threat uh, that was happening. Uh, He worked in the San Francisco office. He's first-generation Chinese. Ron Johnson inferred on the Sunday show this morning that he is, Elvis Chan is an example of somebody being inside the gates of the United States who may have, you know, may be pretty friendly with the Chinese. Well, I, I certainly think, uh, Jeannie, that there are challenges all across the United States in terms of the degree to which openness allows for Chinese influence to enter into a variety of things. Of course, I can't speak to this specific example, but I think there's ample evidence of the way that the Chinese have used a variety of economic means to influence our universities, to go after and get engaged on domestic politics political issues, whether it's uh, the purchase of land at strategic locations near bases or the widespread purchase of agricultural land as the Chinese look at their own food security problems, it's clear that uh, freedom in our society and the openness uh, can be a double-edged sword. And the the government, both at the, the state level and the federal level, has to take a look at how they approach uh, pushing back on that. And uh, some of the things that we need to think begin thinking about are, uh, why are we allowing so many Chinese students to attend U.S. universities almost exclusively in STEM and frequently linked to the development of technologies at our research universities that play exactly in line with uh, the coming technological revolution uh, on national security issues, right? So. Uh, think about batteries, satellite technology, uh, laser mm-hmm. technology, communications. These are the areas where hundreds of thousands of uh, foreign students over. Okay, uh, Matt, we kind of paused you there. All right. Uh, Matt, we lost your audio, but Chris, we wanted to talk to you here about it because, I mean, this is an important issue. Uh, You ran for Congress in the 1st Congressional District. It's a majority-minority district. I think it was vacated by Bobby Rush, if I'm not mistaken, right? Uh, Do the voters care? Is this something that the voters even care about? I think it's a big concern. I think it goes straight to the First Amendment and national security. But would you say that this is even a topic that voters care about? I think voters in the first congressional district care about uh, elections and, and making sure those elections are uh, honest and secure. Uh, and I, I think that if folks got an opportunity to talk about this, which unfortunately with that much collusion in media, you don't get enough conversation around it to actually get the conversation going. And we uh, we said in the last block that, you know, um, like Google and Facebook, it's, it's up to them to come clean. I think that, you know, we have laws that say that size matters when it comes to corporations actually it is the role of government to start to get involved when companies are that big and and control that much of their uh, area in the market we can't just wait uh, for Facebook and and Google to come clean we have to start looking at these companies in a different way because we have laws on the books 
we got to start to see, is this, uh, you know, it's certainly some kind of monopoly. Is it a public utility? Uh, is it something else? But I think people have a right to know. And when people know, I, I think people will talk about it, think about it, care about it, because it impacts the elections that are supposed to uh, open doors uh, for things to change uh, in the communities w- where I serve, certainly. So, Gary, we're right back to you. I mean, is, yeah. is, is the media at fault here to some degree by not covering this story? I I mean, other than, you know, some of the conservative outlets, I don't know that any of the, the more uh, liberal outlets were really covering even the, you know, Twitter files coming to light. So, uh, yeah. what, and, and, oh, and also speak to the issue of, do they now have monopoly control over our, yeah. our public square? I think that they are, for all practical purposes, a monopoly that, that deserve to be looked at that way. Um, and, Gene, here's what it's really bothersome to me. When I hear journalists, journalists argue in favor of censorship on social media. Now, you know, I know cases can be made for certain kinds of censorship. We don't want to harm anyone with speech on social media. We don't want to cause any physical danger to anyone. Um, and And... Other examples like that, <clears throat> I hate it when it's journalists making those arguments. You know, we're, we're people who depend on, on the free and open expression of mm-hmm. ideas, of reporting, of, uh, of what we, you know, what we want to uh, express. And I think our whole country, Gene, sometimes I feel like we've spent so much time over the last two or three years teaching people in a way – Here's why you've got to be on guard against misinformation. Here's why we can't have this certain kind of speech. Here's why you can't disagree about COVID. Uh, Here's all the reasons we hear about why you should suppress speech and very, very little about why we need to expand speech. You know, we need a refresher course in this country to people and to a lot of people in the media, frankly, about the importance of free speech. Sometimes free speech can be messy. Sometimes, uh, you know, there's a reason that, that there's a saying that the, the pen is mightier than the sword. Sometimes it can be. But that's, that's a, a balance that we try to live with. And, you know, the best way to counter lies online is with truth online, not by canceling people and shutting people down. So I try to advocate all the time, you know, for, for journalists not to be on the side of arguing for censorship. There's plenty of other people to do that. Mm-hmm. Journalists should always be arguing for the side of free and open expression. Sure. So, so let me let yeah. me say what yeah. I ahead, think that mm-hmm. they're arguing uh, for speech suppression shows, Gary. I think what it shows is that they're more activist partisans and see their role as being shapers of public opinion as partisans rather than as neutral journalists. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're an opinion columnist, as you are, you're supposed to write your opinion, sure. and uh, that that's fine. But what I see when I read the New York Times or Washington Post, uh, um, all of the uh, online websites, is I just see once reputable uh, reporting has degenerated into a kind of talking points echo chamber yeah and it's sad to see the it's sad to see the journalists have bought into that yes but we we, we've gotten we've gotten a little bit it's it's further now right because now we have uh 
the, the government interfering in speech, the government telling big tech what they what, what they should or shouldn't censor, the government 50, 50 so-called previous intelligence officers signing up to say that the Hunter Biden story is pure fiction by the Russians. Um, and, and so it goes a lot further. Look, Ron Johnson, uh, he's, he it was flat out. I mean, corruption is in the security agencies. You've got Jim Comer, another uh, uh, U.S. Uh, congressman. He, they're looking at big investigations about what happened. I mean, this. so, so where does this end? I, I, where would this lead? Uh, are we going to get, get to the bottom of that? <coughs> Matt, I mean, you've been around some of this. Uh, how, do you, how do you sum it up? I mean, what's, what do you expect? What do you expect Congress to do in light of what has been revealed in just really over the weekend? Well, see, I think what I hope for is that as they look at this growing symbiosis between big tech and government uh, that's giving companies an undue influence over uh, our daily lives as Americans, undermining our rights, uh, that they're increasingly exercising this pervasive control on information and limiting access to the digital space uh, as they pick and choose who should get to join in on the modern uh, public square, the functioning of the republic starts to come under threat. And I think what we all hope the leaders in Congress will do is take some aggressive reforms and, and move to ensure that big tech is held accountable, uh, that the public square stays open for all and that the American conversation on all topics, but especially on political topics, uh, is a free and open one so that the people are able to make the choice when it comes uh, each election cycle, as opposed to having that information filtered. And I think uh, we're well aware of uh, Media Research Center's survey on this specific topic that demonstrated that people's, people's feelings would have changed going into the election in 2020 had they had this information readily available. And I think we can all agree, at least I hope we can, that that's totally unacceptable uh, in the tradition of the American democracy uh, and the American Republic. So. Okay, so we're going to take a really quick call from uh, Jorg in Brooklyn. Uh, this is we're, we're getting ready to go to our breaks, but Jorg, I want your, you've got a, an idea for a bet between Matt and I on the Army-Navy game, so we'll take your We'll take your suggestion ahead of our break. Matt, uh, you're, you're right, on with then. us. All right, then, Gene, I want to suggest that um, West Point ought to offer Annapolis a chocolate drum cake, and Annapolis ought to offer West Point a Subway sandwich. Oh, okay. A German right, chocolate then. cake and a sub submarine, like a submarine. Is that where you're getting to? Yeah. 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 Right. Submarine. Okay. All right. Got then. it. All right then. All right. Okay, Thanks a lot. Okay. Thanks for calling in. You're- Appreciate that suggestion. Okay, we are headed to another break. Again, get your calls ready. Matt and I are going to be betting on the Army Navy game. One eight hundred seven two three eight two eight nine. When we get back from the break, we want to go further into the discussion of the military particularly military readiness, military wokeness. What about these vaccine mandates coming off on the military? Isn't it about time, Joe Biden? Thank you for joining us. Goodbye, bench press. Adios, squat rack. Fare thee well, kettlebell. Hey, Kellen, need a spot? 
No, Jake from State Farm. I'm just saying goodbye to my pricey gym membership. What? Don't give up what you love. State Farm has options like insuring your home and ride with great rates on both. Nice. Hey, can I buy you a protein shake or a granola bar? Or... For surprisingly great rates, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today. Going back to school as a working adult doesn't mean you have to sacrifice a high-quality education. Purdue University, a top 10 public university, took its innovative thinking to a new level when it created Purdue University Global for working adults. Discover innovative, practical ways to earn your degree online and advance your career. Purdue Global has already awarded more than 1 million credits for prior learning, which means you can save nearly half the cost of your bachelor's. See how close you are to finishing your degree at purdueglobal.edu. That's purdueglobal.edu. No word in the English language is less convincing than probably. Are you sure we should get matching tattoos on our first date? Sure. Um, we'll probably stay together. Probably? <laughs> it's been 23 minutes since I ate. <laughs> I can probably swim. Uh, you should wait 30 minutes. Mm, okay, now tell me what to do. Cannonball! Cramp! Oh, I have a cramp. I can probably hit the green from here. Probably. Can I get a mulligan? Ready to go? Hey, are you sure you're okay to drive? Yeah, I'm pretty sober. Yeah, I'm probably okay. Probably okay isn't okay, especially when it comes to drinking and driving. If you're drinking, call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. I'll be here to hear what's on your mind. Kids want to share what's going on in their lives with the adults around them. Parents, grandparents, teachers, coaches, and more. They want to know you're listening. And they want to listen to you. They want your input and guidance early and often on all kinds of topics. When it comes to a serious subject like underage drinking, they want to know your expectations, as well as how and why, as a young person, they should avoid alcohol. How you talk about it will change as your child grows, but the important thing is to talk about it. Not just once for an hour when you think the time is right, but in 60 one-minute conversations and more that are part of your everyday talks. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. Welcome back to Beyond the Beltway. We're going to take just a couple minutes here and let each one of our guests individually introduce themselves. Matt, let's start with you. Oh, thanks so much, Jeannie. As uh, Jeannie mentioned, I'm uh, currently uh, employed at the Heritage Foundation through Heritage Action for America, but I come by my expertise by way of uh, time in the Marine Corps, retired as a lieutenant colonel, been a military fellow at the Atlantic Council in the past, and uh, of course, as she's mentioned numerous times, Naval Academy graduate, and uh, looking forward to a victory next Saturday as uh, Navy continues its winning streak from last year. <laughs> okay, Pastor, Bro uh, Pastor Butler. Yes, I am uh, Pastor Chris Butler. I am the senior pastor at Chicago Embassy Church Network. 
uh, here in Chicagoland. Uh, I am also a an a old community organizer at, at this point. I've been doing that for uh, 20 years uh, in the west side and south side of Chicago. And as you mentioned, I ran for Congress in the Democratic primary uh, in this past election cycle. And my wife and I uh, just restarted our Christian school uh, there in South Holland. Terrific. Gary, coming to us from Washington, D.C. area? Actually, I'm from Cincinnati. Oh, Cincinnati. Um, okay. Coming to you from Cincinnati tonight. Um, I've been a, a newspaper editor, reporter, columnist for all oh, the better part of 20 years. Also worked in politics for about uh, 15 years. Uh, worked uh, in Republican politics for uh, um, different uh, organizations, including and then uh, Senator Voinovich, Senator Portman. Came back into journalism, um, and then uh, for about the last five to six years now, been writing uh, two or three times a month for the Washington Post, um, representing the point of view from uh, uh, Middle America, Trump country. Uh, however you want to put it, is kind of the role I play in that in that regard. Wow. And Charles? Gary, I can't hear anything about Cincinnati at this time of year without thinking about the turkey drop. <laughs> I know. KRP, the classic. WKRP's you know, classic turkey maybe drop. Maybe the funniest moment in TV history, Charles. Certainly one of them. Yes. Certainly one of them. Yes. I'm, uh, I was born and raised in the Mississippi Delta. Uh, south of Memphis, about 90 miles south of Memphis in a small community. Uh, I went uh, to college uh, on the East Coast and got a Ph.D. there. But for many years, I've taught at the University of Chicago, most in political science, mostly in international politics. But um, I'm now emeritus, which uh, is a, a fancy word for retired. And I'm, uh, I'm a columnist who writes very frequently for real clear politics and spectator uh, world. Uh, and I have a piece coming out uh, in Spectator uh, tomorrow on uh, the Twitter controversy. Uh, Charles, would you like to pick up from there and just give us a uh, preview of what your piece is talking about? Yeah, it seems to me, uh, going back to what Gary initially said, there's no surprise that there was systematic bias in these organizations. In fact, if you looked at who donated uh, from among the workers in those, they were like uh, uh, 98% or something like that. They would have made uh, North Korea proud. But the, the uh, key thing I wanted to do was draw a distinction about free speech and what private organizations have a right to do and what uh and what crosses a line when the government gets involved and i conclude though by saying that i thought that what donald trump said about in effect this means we need to throw out the constitution and reinstall him was noxious and dangerous and needs to be called out uh, in clear unambiguous terms Okay, great. Well, speaking of another turkey drop, so to speak, the DOD <laughs> dropped a turkey of sorts on the Biden administration. They uh, had a, their, their annual report to Congress came out on national security developments related to China. And they basically said that Biden's fumbled withdrawal from Afghanistan was a propaganda gift to China. That's what Biden's own Defense Department said. Uh, that's fairly alarming, folks, that uh, that essentially we have given China a way to cozy up to both Russia. We know Russia is cozying up to 
Iran. Uh, how, to, how to say that right, right? Because that became a big uh, controversy in so- the soccer tournament, right? How do you pronounce Iran, mm-hmm. Iran or Iran? I don't know if you guys followed that one. But you I mean, say potato, I say potato. Hey, whatever. But, I mean, so, so we've got multiple national security problems going on. Now DOD says, you know what, Biden's weakened us militarily. And Matt, is it no surprise? And, and you've got expertise on this particular area. And, and actually, so do I, because I have two sons serving in um, the armed forces. One is still a student at West Point. The other one is a Navy pilot. And uh, the idea that we are we're losing people, uh, our strength is redu- reducing. We've got wokeness in the military. Are we? I mean, and now we're emboldening uh, emboldening our enemies uh, by not by showing weakness. Matt, speak to this with me as well. You just recently retired from the Marine Corps. Uh, be as honest as you possibly can about what you think has happened and how you think this is ever going to be fixed. Yeah, thanks, Jeannie. No, I, we definitely find ourselves at a, a critical juncture, and I don't think it's too much to say that in many ways the current administration has been fundamentally unserious about the threat that we face, uh, whether that's their uh, adherence to a failed policy in Iran, uh, that they continue to go back to the well to try and, um, and get a deal with, or whether it's the bungling of our energy policy, emboldening Putin, and then further emboldening it through a failure in Afghanistan. I think you can draw a pretty straight line from those two decisions to the situation in Ukraine. Um, Across the spectrum of national security, uh, we haven't had a win, and we're watching the key to stability in the Indo-Pacific deterrence be deteriorated by a series of unforced errors. Uh, If the listeners want a comprehensive understanding of where we're at with our military readiness today, I would recommend they check out the Heritage Foundation's 2023 Index of Military Strength. What they'll find in there is that for the first time since the index has been started, we're currently ranking the services weak. And to put that in context, what that means is we perceive that our overall ability to uphold our national security objectives, uh, to ensure that we can fight in two major theaters simultaneously to uh, keep the people of America safe is at great risk, primarily because we're failing to modernize the force and we're failing to fund the force at the right levels. Uh, That includes ensuring that we update the Army in their modernization efforts, that we grow the Navy, not shrink the Navy as we have been uh, over the last several years, but grow it to between 300 and 400 battleships, uh, and that we ensure that the Air Force has sufficiently modernized to have a flexible fighting force and enough assets to be able to challenge these adversaries. I think one thing I, I would add here is as we look at the way the Biden administration has positioned and their recently released national security strategy, you'll notice that they're still talking about competition with strategic competitors. And I really think that that's, that's late to need. That's something that was established in the prior administration. And we really need to turn our paradigm into one that acknowledges correctly that we have adversaries. And the chief adversary right now is the People's Republic of China in the vehicle of the Chinese Communist Party, not the Chinese people. Uh, and they are uh, formidable and have a 
number of threats that span the spectrum from a conventional war to a political war that they're running here domestically in the United States. And uh, I just don't see the Biden administration taking the aggressive steps and the distinct steps that both signal deterrence and also prepare us for the, the coming war. I mean, my goodness, okay. one of their three key threats inside the national security strategy they've published is oriented on better green policy in the environment. That's and a I problem. Think yeah. That, that, that priority yeah. is all out of whack. Okay, so the power, I mean, but honestly, our strength is in our people. And when only 23% of our young folks aged 18 to 24 are, are men, are capable of actually being, um, you know, admitted into the military with, with no other exceptions, then we have a problem. We have, we have a force problem. And um, Pastor Butler, I'm going to, I want you to comment on that. I mean, there, there's, I mean, we've got people who can't meet the fitness standards, people who have criminal records, people who can't uh, pass the GED, people who have, you know, drug issues, mental health issues. 23% of our youth, I mean, you deal with youth all the time. You're a Christian pastor. What do you see? What's going on? Yeah. And you've only got a minute to respond. We've got a break coming up. No, thank you. It's a, it's a, a, a real alarm that we should be looking at. I, I started my ministry in youth ministry. Uh, we have a lot of young people in our church, and we deal with a lot of young people in the community. Uh, if we don't begin to address these issues quickly, uh, we're going to be in trouble at the military level across our society. I mean, we're in a crisis, and nobody's talking about it. Well, that's uh, you're you're right about that, um, uh, Charles. I mean, <laughs> seriously, we're, we're we have wokeness in the military, and we can't eat, and we we don't have enough ships. Where does this land us uh, on the international stage? You got thirty um, seconds. We have we have real problems. I think that we're doing the right thing by putting resources into Ukraine and letting them do the fighting. But we need a much stronger fleet in the Pacific, and we need to make sure that Taiwan uh, can deter an invasion from the People's Republic. Okay, very good, gentlemen. Uh, we're going to close out this session, and we're going to pick up with uh, what's happening in the Ukraine uh, when we come back in our last segment in this first hour. Thank you so much for joining me. Again, we are open to suggestions for the Army-Navy bet between Matt and I, 1-800-723-8289. Call in with your suggestions or other comments. Going back to school as a working adult doesn't mean you have to sacrifice a high-quality education. Purdue University, a top 10 public university, took its innovative thinking to a new level when it created Purdue University Global for working adults. Discover innovative, practical ways to earn your degree online and advance your career. Purdue Global has already awarded more than 1 million credits for prior learning, which means you can save nearly half the cost of your bachelor's. See how close you are to finishing your degree at purdueglobal.edu. That's purdueglobal.edu. At Jersey Mike's, you can elevate any sub by getting the juice. Red wine, vinegar, and an olive oil blend. It's how a Jersey Mike's sub gets its exquisite zing and how bites get boosted. The juice adds a certain something extra, an exclamation on top of the freshly sliced meats and toppings, the kind of exclamation you can eat. Order Jersey Mike's subs on our mobile app and get delivery right to your home or pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike's sub location. Jersey Mike's, be a sub above. 
One in three adults has pre-diabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy, or you, your best man, your worst man, you, your dog walker, your cat jogger. While one in three adults has pre-diabetes, with early diagnosis, pre-diabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. That's doihaveprediabetes.org. Wait, did they just say one in three adults has pre-diabetes? That's 33.33333% of adults. That means it could be me, my boss, or my boss's boss, or me, my favorite sister, or my other sister. That's seven members of my 21-person romantic book club. <gasps> Wait, the one in three could be me, my karaoke partner Carol, or ugh, my karaoke enemy Jeff. I'm going to take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Matthew. Huh? Oh, sorry. It's okay. I just need you to listen to me. I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me. I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you, and I know it's because you care. All the talks we've had over the years including what you've told me about not using alcohol and other drugs, they stick with me. And believe it or not, they really do make a difference, especially at times that matter most. Hey, want a drink? No thanks, I'm good. So thank you, Dad, for talking and preparing me for what's ahead. Thanks, Mom, for never giving up and always being my biggest fan. Thank you for letting me know what you expect so I can try to meet your expectations. Thank you for talking. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. Welcome back to Beyond the Beltway. It's Jeannie Ives sitting in for Bruce Dumont. We are going to take on the question of Ukraine. Joni Ernst and Angus King were on uh, Fox News today, and they were essentially, uh, Mr. Uh, Congressman, or sorry, sorry, Senator King from Maine, basically was equating the Russians' aggression against Ukraine, if we were to do nothing, as sitting on the sidelines when Hitler invaded the Sudetenland. And Joni Ernst, Senator Ernst from Iowa was right in there with him, saying, we have got to continue this. Now, they both agreed that we need to provide intelligence equip, equipment and no troops. There's a little bit of uh, discussion about how much in aid we've actually given them. Some say up to $60 billion. Others are saying, but only $20 billion of that was really uh, equipment or ammunition, and the rest was humanitarian aid. So the question becomes, uh, are we fighting a proxy war? And where is this going to he- head? Because right now, You've got 1,300 miles of battle lines. You've got a stalemate, essentially, as winter sets in. You've got the uh, Ukrainians still pushing the, uh, the Russians out of places in the east. You've got a possible aggression coming in from Belarus. Uh, you've got Putin emptying the jails for conscripts and capable Russians hiding from their own government so as not to go into battle. And Finland closing the border to prevent any Russians coming over on travel passes. So, uh, I, I mean, how far shall we take this? Charles, 
do you see that we need to see this to the very end? Because the end for Ukrainians, from what I am hearing from folks with family over there, they, they're, they're not going to stop until Russia is, is pushed out of the Crimea. I very much support uh, the Ukrainian fight against uh, the Russian invasion. And uh, on the whole, although I've, I've been critical of some aspects of what Biden has done, I think they've been too slow uh, and uh, tepid in providing some of the kinds of uh, ammunition. I think that they've done basically the right thing. It's important to understand that Russia um, uh, under Putin is the only country that has tried to change the borders of Europe since World War II by military force. And I think we have a, a collective interest in uh, the United States and NATO in preventing that. Moreover, I think that if the Russians hold some territory uh, within the boundaries of Ukraine, it's an unstable situation. It will just lead to more fighting as it has since 2014. So I think that gradually pushing them out, uh, uh, as the Ukrainian army is doing, is the right thing. I don't think it's a stalemate. I think that it's a, a war that's moving in Ukraine's favor, uh, and I favor supporting them. Okay, Gary, so uh, how do you, what do you think the, the <laughs> public feels, though? Uh, is the public even paying attention to Ukraine anymore? Of course, it was a big explosive story yeah. when everything happened back in February. But yeah. now, are we getting tired of it? Is this tiresome to us and we just want it to be over? Yeah, and that's that's a good question. I mean, as, as any war goes on, the public's interest in continuing it always wanes um, when there seems to be no end in sight, when there seems to be no victory in sight. Uh, but I agree a lot with what Charles uh, just said. I do think it's it's worth our support in the way that we've been supporting it. Um, I, I also you're reading a lot about Russian attrition happening right now. You know, Russia's running out of ammunition. We all know about the morale problem among uh, the Russian population and and soldiers and. Um, you know, drafting other soldiers who, who don't want to go. Uh, morale is really falling. So it's becoming almost a war of attrition in a way, too. Which side, uh, you know, runs out first? And um, most of us hope, of course, that that, that would be Russia and that uh, eventually Putin just has to say, okay, I can't do this. Now, that's hardly in his makeup to come to that conclusion. But, Gene, um I think that you're going to have a new Congress coming in, too. Interestingly, you got a lot of new Republicans. It's going to be an interesting alliance, maybe, by a lot of Republicans on the far right and some Democrats on the far left who, for their own reason, are going to want to uh, evaluate, reevaluate mm -hmm. the United States commitment. Uh, we know about the letter that the Democrats sent a long time ago, asking not too long ago, asking Biden to to negotiate with Putin or to bring Putin in for negotiations. Then they had to withdraw it yep. because it was so embarrassing to them. But uh, uh, I think it's going to be interesting to watch how the new Congress deals with the Ukraine-Russian situation. Absolutely. Matt, you've got one minute as we finish up this uh, first hour segment. And I want to say, Tom from Youngstown, hold on. We're going to get you on in the second hour. I want to hear <clears throat> what your question is about suspending the Constitution. But Matt, just, but just briefly, look, we know... 
uh, the supply tail matters in these military operations. We know that, you know, lines of communication matter. And it, it appears that the Russians are stretching themselves. However, the Ukrainians are having a hard time even finishing up their harvest. They're having to, to take that across rail lines into the West uh, rather than using um, shipping. So uh, what, is it, what, what do you think is going to happen here from a military standpoint? Uh, what else do they, they need to be successful? Well, I think one of the germane things is that the temperatures are getting colder. What that means is the ground's going to freeze, and we are likely to see more maneuver because areas that were more difficult to traverse with wheeled and some track vehicles, they'll now be able to traverse. So I would expect that the Russians uh, will try to break the stagnation that they have uh, on both of their major fronts as the, the weather gets colder. Okay. I think it's going to put a pinch on the Ukrainians to continue to use the weapons that they do have available, in particular their anti-armor uh, and their um, their counterfire batteries. Okay, thanks. And, and they're going to they're just, so they are going to need support. But I All think right. to Gary's point, we need to have that support as it come from a debate on a single issue, okay. not linked to Great. broader spending. All right, we're closing off. Gary, thank you so much for joining us in this first hour. And in the second hour, we are going to be joined by Dr. Li Meng Yang. She is the virologist from China who broke, who blew the whistle on the COVID virus coming from the lab. Thank you so much for joining us. Going back to school as a working adult doesn't mean you have to sacrifice a high-quality education. Purdue University, a top 10 public university, took its innovative thinking to a new level when it created Purdue University Global for working adults. Discover innovative, practical ways to earn your degree online and advance your career. Purdue Global has already awarded more than 1 million credits for prior learning, which means you can save nearly half the cost of your bachelor's. See how close you are to finishing your degree at purdueglobal.edu. That's purdueglobal.edu. Goodbye, bench press. Adios, squat rack. Fare thee well, kettlebell. Hey, Kellen, need a spot? No, Jake from State Farm. I'm just saying goodbye to my pricey gym membership. What? Don't give up what you love. State Farm has options like insuring your home and ride with great rates on both. Nice. Hey, can I buy you a protein shake or a granola bar? For surprisingly great rates, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today. At Jersey Mike's, you can elevate any sub by getting the juice. Red wine vinegar and an olive oil blend. It's how a Jersey Mike's sub gets its exquisite zing and how bites get boosted. The juice adds a certain something extra, an exclamation on top of the freshly sliced meats and toppings, the kind of exclamation you can eat. Order Jersey Mike's subs on our mobile app and get delivery right to your home or pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike's sub location. Jersey Mike's, be a sub above. We all have the ability to touch the lives of those around us. To someone going through a difficult time, a text, a call, or a visit can mean so much. Reach out to the veterans in your life today. Let them know they're not alone. One simple act can make all the difference. That's the power of one. If you're a veteran in crisis or no one who is, visit VeteransCrisisLine.net for free 24-7 confidential support. It's a bully, but we aren't afraid of a fight. It's elusive, but our focus never fades. It's deadly. 
but we were born to defeat cancer. You may not have heard of us, but our work has helped millions impacted by cancer. We are the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. We are leaders in advancing breakthroughs in immunotherapy, genomics, and personalized medicine. This research saves lives. After 65 years of fighting blood cancers, we've arrived at a game-changing belief. The cures for cancer are in our blood. The drugs and treatments we've developed for blood cancers have helped people affected by many different types of cancers. We are the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Beating cancer is in our blood. Learn more at LLS.org. The following program is pre-recorded. Become what? Oh. Oh, I have teeth. Welcome back to Beyond the Beltway. It's Jeannie Ives. We're in our second hour here. And this hour, we are joined by Dr. Lee Mei Yan. Thank you so much for being on the program. Doctor, if we could hold off one moment here, I want to clean up a caller from last hour. It's Tom from Youngstown, Ohio. Tom, if you could be quick about it, something about suspending the Constitution. I, I, I will, Jeannie, and I, I thank you. Um, uh, Charles said that uh, he felt that Trump's talking about suspending the Constitution, and he found that to be repugnant. Um, and I agree. But Trump has a habit of exaggerating the point he wants to make to get your attention. How about ignoring the Constitution, like we've been doing for the past 15 years? First of all, Article 1, Section 7 says that bills for uh, uh, revenue need to originate in the House. Well, Obamacare originated in the Senate, and the Supreme Court only said it was legal because it was a tax. So that should be illegal. Secondly, Section 4, Protection Clause of uh, Article 1, says that uh, uh, the, I'm sorry, Article 4 says that that each state is a, a due protection against invasion. Well, we have an invasion from the southern border. We're being ignored. Third one is, and it's the last one that, that, I, that I, you know, want to point, uh, I want to make, the Amendment 6, the Bill of Rights, that in all criminal prosecutions, the accused is uh, in, enjoys, among other things, an impartial jury. Well, the federal district courts, both in Washington, D.C., are highly... Democrat, their jury poll, which where they where they get the the, the jury poll from, are voters, and it's ninety two percent for Hillary Clinton the last time, and and eighty uh, percent for Hillary Clinton when when she was running. Okay. So the point Tom. is that mm-hmm. that that the Republicans get indicted and have right. a negative outcome. Democrats, if they're indicted, and it's very few that they would even probably get because a prosecutor would say that, well, you know, it's, it's futile to even try. Okay. Uh, they get off just like that Tom? FBI agent did. All right, Tom, thanks so much. I appreciate that because you bring us right into this segment, honestly, because at least in, in, uh, in uh, the United States, we can have these conversations about the Constitution being suspended. We get to have these conversations about... Uh, whether or not uh, you know spending bills should be generated in the the House or the Senate, and and in China, there's no conversation. There's no conversation. That's why I'm so honored, honestly, so honored, Doctor Li Mingyan, to have you on my program. I really thank you. And for the listeners who don't know who she is, she is the virologist who blew the whistle, who first said, "Hey, uh, COVID nineteen 
it is more than likely that it came from a lab leak. It was generated by humans. Now, I think we still don't know the whole story about whether or not that was intentional. The release of it was intentional or not. But I tell you what, we are, but I am so honored to have you on. Not only are you a medical doctor, you are in the middle of your postdoctoral work at, at, in Hong Kong when all of this happened. Please give us some opening remarks about how you're doing, uh, about your courage to, to take on this issue. I really appreciate being on the program. Thank you again, and hi, everyone. So uh, my story actually started from the last day of 2019. At that day, you may heard that Dr. Li Wenliang in Wuhan uh, has been arrested because his message showed that SARS-like virus came to Wuhan. And um, my laboratory in the University of Hong Kong is a WHO reference lab, which means we are the top uh, lab in the world for the emerging infectious disease, especially coronavirus disease. And my supervisor, Professor Leopold, the WHO expert, assigned me the confidential task to use my exclusive network in mainland China because I got my MD-PhD in China to know what happened in China. And also I got a warning from the first beginning that keep silence, don't cross the red line, and if not, I will be disappeared. So from that day to the middle of January, what I found is not only from the scientific evidence, but also from the intelligence, this is not from nature, and that was from the labs in Wuhan. And also the most terrible thing is CCP government knew it, and also they cover it up, and there will be the outbreak, larger outbreak, even pandemic, if we don't control it at that time. So that's why when I say my supervisors, they all keep silent and they all turn to help CCP to keep the secrets, I decided to do it all by myself. And I managed to contact the very influential anti-CCP YouTube blogger in US uh, through his local media from uh, 19th January 2020, my evidence was released and also that triggered Xi Jinping government, makes them quickly did a lot of change, including announced that human-to-human -human transmission exists in the first time in the world. And also later, uh, we managed to deliver the message to President Trump and uh, based on the feedback, that is the evidence which helped President Trump to uh, launch the travel ban at that time to protect Americans. And I can provide evidence until mid-April 2020. I was told by Mr. Luther that CCP won't disappear me in Hong Kong. That's why I managed to escape to the United States under his help. And from the moment I arrived at U.S., FBI and other like homeland, they contacted me and I start to let them know my evidence. And I keep working with media and also intellectual community and scientists. I provide three yen reports to tell people why, how it comes to the world and the evidence in science. And so until now, I my words never changed and they get always verified again and again. So still we have a lot to do because now we know based on the Senate report, it's most likely, likely the research-related incident. 
So it opens a way for us to know whether it was accidental or incidental. So before CCP disappear me, I would also like to keep helping others to know what happened and to tell the truth to people. Wow, you are an impressive woman. You are a heroine in the modern time. You, I am just, I am just amazed by your courage. Most people would just be silent in the face of such um, adversarial opinion about letting this information out. I want to get into this uh, much further. I want to all of my guests, Chris, Charles, Matt. I want you to have your own questions for. Uh, for Dr. Yan, it is an it is such an opportunity to get to t speak with her. Um, I also want to know, though, we've got about thirty seconds before this segment ends. Uh, doctor, you mentioned just at the end there that you that you are going to continue to speak out until you are disappeared. Are you worried about your safety? It's not. I'm worried. I'm not. CCP can persecute me, so they involved kidnap my family member and conduct all. Operation Fox Hunt, and also they tried even assassinate me. And this I have already reported to police and also FBI. We have evidence, and they won't stop that because this is a top secret for Xi Jinping and People's Liberation Army and the CCP. Okay, we will be right back with you that in uh, in the next segment to continue this conversation. Thank you. Bye, bench press. Adios, squat rack. Fare thee well, kettlebell. Hey, Kellen, need a spot? No, Jake from State Farm. I'm just saying goodbye to my pricey gym membership. What? Don't give up what you love. State Farm has options like insuring your home and ride with great rates on both. Nice. Hey, can I buy you a protein shake or a granola bar? Or... For surprisingly great rates, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today. Going back to school as a working adult doesn't mean you have to sacrifice a high-quality education. Purdue University, a top 10 public university, took its innovative thinking to a new level when it created Purdue University Global for working adults. Discover innovative, practical ways to earn your degree online and advance your career. Purdue Global has already awarded more than 1 million credits for prior learning, which means you can save nearly half the cost of your bachelor's. See how close you are to finishing your degree at purdueglobal.edu. That's purdueglobal.edu. If you talk to me, we'll hear you. We all want our kids to grow up safe and healthy. So we show them how. And we tell them with honest conversations that let them know what we expect. Not just one time, but every chance we get. That's especially important when it comes to alcohol and other drugs. Kids not only need to know the dangers and how to avoid them, they need to hear it often from you. And when it comes to pain medications, opioids, they need to know that they should never be taken without a prescription and never shared with friends or family. It's dangerous and illegal. So talk with your kids and guide them through the challenges of growing up safe and healthy. Because when you talk, they hear you. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. So you can do it if you try. This is the story of a very special woman. 
In a matter of seconds, she turned herself into a great mathematician or an entrepreneur. Her knowledge was limitless and still is. She could also make monsters disappear, especially those that lurked in the shadows under the bed. Once, this woman put back together a teenage girl's broken heart, which had been shattered in a thousand pieces, just by giving her a bear hug. She masqueraded as a regular person at work, but as a superhero at home. Everyone knows her as Gabriella. I still call her mom. Your hero needs you now, and AARP is here to help. Find the care guides you need to help, complete with tips and resources, at aarp.org caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Beyond, Bel to Beyond the Beltway. On the, the uh, Zoom with us is Dr. Lee Mengyan. You just heard her intro about having uh, exposed to the entire world that, in fact, this was a man-made virus and having to flee China to protect her own life and how the lives of her family are probably still at risk. I, I have a question that I want to turn over to my guests, who also, I'm sure, have uh, important questions to ask. But at this point... Um, do you feel like the the FBI and the US FBI and other intelligence agencies are they have they been the best proponents for you getting out your message about uh, about this lab leak or is it more the media that has been on your side in getting out because it's taken 2 years it's taken 2 years for us to come full circle to sort of accepting your version of events for quite a while they tried to hide it because as Edward from Chicago, who's got a call on us coming in, we knew that Americans were also funding the Wuhan lab. So are you finding more comfort in the FBI or, or the U.S. media? I'm very comfortable with all these people who contact me honestly, uh, honestly want to get my evidence and I provide them the help. And what I want to tell people is media did the a lot like, Tucker Carlson, Fox News, and also so many, I cannot list all of these brave journalists or the hosts, they help me to let people know my voices. And also for the intellectual uh, intelligence community, I do need to tell people that although it is slowly, but what I get is there were really the patriots working in this community. I mean, uh, they really care about the fact but because of the system and of course CCP and the pro-nature that uh, campaign, they don't want you know the truth. So that's why there are a lot of obstacles. And I do want to appreciate American people because I say when you hear the truth, there are a lot of patriots, they stand out, they want the voice be heard by more people. Let me tell you the most important thing. CCP want to keep me silent because they know once Americans know the truth, they will call for the change and they will call for holding CCP accountable. That's the most thing they are scared of. Very good. Charles, let's turn it over to you. Um, I'm sure you've got quite a few questions for uh, Dr. Yan. First of all, let me praise you for your uh, incredible courage. Um, my first question is, do you think uh, we can determine 
with real confidence what actually happened without getting more insider testimony? Uh, what exactly you want to get confirmed? Whether it was man-made or an accidental release came from a biological source, you know, that sort of thing. There are so many things we need to do. The first is I can tell you, although there are a lot of possibilities, but this is something already happened three years ago in Wuhan. So I'm sure that based on scientific evidence, if you can review those fabricated data from the academic papers, you will make sure that this is from the lab. And that was based on People's Liberation Army discovered the unique that coronavirus ZC45 and ZXC21 and add a lot of functions to target human. That is for sure. And we are not sure how many functions they intentionally put into this virus because there are something randomly changed during the modification and how exactly it damaged human. This is still remain the most studies. And you know, was, the, the uh, hmm. legal liability associated with this would just be enormous. This is the world's worst pandemic since uh, 1346 and the plague. Um, so China would hold all kinds of uh, responsibility. A lot of Americans, though, are also concerned about the role that U.S. funding may have played in the Wuhan lab and whether or not uh, leading U.S. scientists had access to data and tried to cover up what happened and whether uh, Dr. Uh, Fauci uh, intentionally misled the public when he discussed any of this. Actually, this is a very great question. As I did my testimony in Freedom Caucus in front of over 20 congressmen, congresswomen last year, I told them, CCP influenced the academic field using the national power. And also, uh, of course, there were funding come from NIH to China. And those people who should be responsible for these fundings because there are lack of surveillance and also the advanced technology are delivered to CCP. However, I do want to tell people CCP is dominant in this case because the amount of money come from U.S millions? No, that's just very, very little bit for CCP. They had already put more money. Why do they need your money? Because behind of NIH fundings, that is the very useful connections for CCP to influence, to manipulate academic field and even the uh, pharmaceutical industries. And also, CCP mm. got money, but for foreigners, even you are Fauci, Fauci is guilty. I'm one, I, I think I'm the first people in public telling that. Fauci is guilty for covering up and the misleading Americans. However, when we talk about the weaponized nature of COVID-19 in China, you should know one thing is, this is confidentiality for CCP. So Fauci and other foreigners are not allowed to get access to the very core secrets because they are just part of the elite capture and then they will be thrown out as the useful idiots. So that's why we should say the guilty people in America definitely should be put in court. However, if you only care about Fauci, left CCP, that national power there, they will create more Fauci in the future and waste your time for their purpose. 
So, uh, Dr. Yan, thank you for that. Uh, essentially, we've got a corruption among the, the, the academics, and it, it appears that we have it on both sides. Matt Crouch, you were a Marine Corps officer. You spent some of that time in China. I got to ask, are you surprised by this level of corruption? I'm not, and I think that uh, one of the, the the saddest parts of this is that it's it's not isolated to one government or or another. It's the same old tale of power and how it corrupts, and I think we've seen that throughout uh, this entire story. Uh, it, one of the questions I have for uh, Dr. Lee is, it appears that the Xi regime is lightening up some of the COVID lockdown restrictions. And I, I wonder, what do you as a virologist expect to see if they continue to do that? And uh, what do you think the reaction from the people and the government will be if there's uh, widespread outbreaks of COVID and these later variants as they lighten up the restrictions in the wake of these protests? Oh, thank you, Matt. Very good question. First, uh, the zero COVID policy in China is never for the public health. It is because in the COVID-19 pandemic, this is a great pretext for CCP government, for Xi Jinping, to concentrate the power. And the CCP has already re uh, restructured the Chinese society during the pandemic, according to Xi's in, uh, direction. And the thing now I can tell you is why people get protests because the majority of them don't still don't know what exactly why it happened three years ago, but they realize now the government already grabbed their freedom and they realize the value of freedom. That's why this time you see people spontaneously come out, take the life risks all across China to protest and it's amazing because people call for not only anti-zero COVID policy, but give me a liberty or give me death. And the lifting of these policies, as you say from the propaganda or reports now, actually it's just the way Xi Jinping tried to change the world. He tried to downplay the role, the importance of the uh, protest this time. He tried to tell the uh, president of European Council that this is just a, a, major, a minority of young students feel frustrated for the COVID. No, it's not. It's about freedom. Chinese people need freedom like Americans. So we don't think this will be stopped because we see more and more people get awake and they won't give it up. They will fight against that. And what I also want to tell you is the COVID actually is a way for Xi Jinping to both counter China, but also undermine the world, especially America is always the primary enemy for Xi Jinping and the CCP. And I also can tell you Xi Jinping is leading CCP and the military to transfer China from the peaceful time towards the war time smoothly. And you need to be aware and prepare for that. Oh, wow. Uh, that's a, that is a, just amazing, what you, the statement that you just made about how bad it's gotten. Uh, you know, P Pastor Butler, what's missing in this conversation? 
Yeah, I mean, I think this is a, a very important conversation. First, let me just say uh, that I, I think it's uh, incredible uh, for you to take this this step that you have taken, put your own uh, uh, life on the line. Uh, but in uh, the, this conversation right now, there are a lot of folks who are suggesting that uh, the work that you've done is not uh, accurate. Tell our listeners why they can trust the work that you've okay. done and why somebody else might uh, try to discredit you. All right, we have got to go to a break. So, Dr. Yan, we're going to have you come back and talk about why would they even try to discredit your work. And, Edward, hold on, please. We are going to take your question at the bottom of the hour as soon as we're back from this break. Thank you so much for joining us. 1-800-723-8289. You're on Beyond the Beltway with Bruce Dumont sitting in for him. I am Jeannie Ives. Thank you. At Jersey Mike's, you can elevate any sub by getting the juice. Red wine, vinegar, and an olive oil blend. It's how a Jersey Mike's sub gets its exquisite zing and how bites get boosted. The juice adds a certain something extra, an exclamation on top of the freshly sliced meats and toppings, the kind of exclamation you can eat. Order Jersey Mike's subs on our mobile app and get delivery right to your home or pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike's sub location. Jersey Mike's, be a sub above. The possibility of lung cancer can be pretty scary, especially if you're one of approximately 8 million current or former smokers at high risk. That's why SaveByTheScan.org wants you to know that now there's a breakthrough low-dose CT scan that can detect lung cancer early, and it only takes 60 seconds. You stop smoking, now start screening. For an easy quiz to see if you're eligible, visit SaveByTheScan.org. It could save your life. SaveByTheScan.org is brought to you by the American Lung Association's Lung Force Initiative and the Ad Council. When it comes to vaping, the truth can get clouded. So let's make it clear. Vaping is not safe for kids, teens, or young adults. It's just not. Because vaping can put microscopic particles into your lungs. And dangerous things like metals and volatile organic compounds into your body. And nicotine, the same highly addictive substance found in regular cigarettes. Nicotine can harm a person's brain development through their mid-20s affecting learning, memory, attention, and impulse control, and priming the brain for other addictions. Vaping products also come in kid-friendly flavors that can make them appealing to youth. And many kids also use other drugs, like marijuana and vaping devices. With appealing flavors, high nicotine levels, and lots of promotion on social media. Many kids think vaping is harmless, but it's not. So talk to your kids about the risks of vaping, because when you talk, they hear you. For more information, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. No word in the English language is less convincing than probably. Are you sure we should get matching tattoos on our first date? Sure. Um, we'll probably stay together. Probably? <laughs> it's been 23 minutes since I ate. I can probably swim. Uh, you should wait 30 minutes. Mm, okay, <laughs> tell me what to do. Cannonball! I have a cramp. I can probably hit the green from here. Probably. Can I get a mulligan? Ready to go? Hey, are you sure you're okay to drive? Yeah, I'm pretty sober. Yeah, I'm probably okay. Probably okay isn't okay, especially when it comes to drinking and driving. If you're drinking, call a cab, a car, or a friend. 
Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Okay, we're back with Dr. Jan. Thank you for joining our program. Uh, we left off with Pastor Butler's question, uh, essentially saying there's people that want to debunk what you're saying. I don't think so now as much, but are you surprised that the um, that even in America that there was there was so much doubt in what you were saying way back then? I mean, you brought this out uh, d- darn near three years ago now. It's amazing. And just maybe in the last few months, have people now said, yeah, it's a lab leak? Are you surprised? Yes, Jane. And actually, this is because the truth is not only about CCP regime and Xi Jinping. It's also about the scientists who get compromised and promote the natural origin and also the benefits behind them. So they need to defend their benefits by discrediting me. And what I can tell you is, uh, I just said they want to disappear me, right? So according to CCP, disappear has two meanings. One is physically, they want to kill you or put you into jail. The other way means mentally disappear you and also ruin your reputation. So to ruin, me, ruin my reputation, they have created the lot of numerous rumors everywhere. So they claim I have the mental disease and also they claim I am the liar. They claim that all I said was rumors and they work with the people, share the same uh, value with them, like the na- uh, pro-nature origin scientists uh, to uh, discredit me, to attack me everywhere. Based on one report from the FireEye, which is a CIA-related uh, uh, report company, they have done research. It shows that CCP's cyber army has launched the rumors in multiple languages, in multiple platforms, all over the world, and among them, their power in mainstream media like CNN, uh, New York Times, and also uh, their friends in the big tech, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all like that working together. They also have infiltrated into these organizations to help CCP. And also I want to say is those scientists who debunk my uh, evidence actually already been rejected in the Yen reports. If you check the third Yen report published last March, it point to point rejected all those uh, misleading information they used to try to uh, bury my evidence. And I can tell you there are more and more scientists working independently by themselves, check my reports and verify my words. So that's why, although we see this kind of rumor happen, still now we can promote it to the point that majority of Americans realize this is come from the lab in China. And of course, we need to do more to fight against them because this is more than a national power. Well, we just had this big conversation in the first hour about free speech, about Twitter being controlled by the DNC and by other media elites. And we, we had this discussion about the infiltration of, um, of, of maybe even the Chinese into our security agencies. I mean, it does appear that that is what's happening. Are you aware 
of that occurring in the United States? Are you aware of the tentacles that the Chinese have in our in our, our, our education systems, our media, our intelligence age areas? Um, I mean, we've had people that are cozy. Obviously, um, you know, Congressman uh, Swalwell had his own Chinese spy he was sleeping with. I mean, are you aware that they have infiltrated the U.S.? Are you familiar with any of that? Yes, we all know that for Chinese Communist Party, it's an open secret for Chinese people that they try to establish their network to infiltrate America and other democratic country and try to turn it over from decades ago. Actually, that is the ultimate goal for communist parties when they were established 100 years ago, and it never ends. Now you see CCP is so rich and so influential, and because it's still <coughs> a legal nation now, so it can do more things than other organizations. So the massive infiltration and the manipulation is a very serious problem for America. But I need to tell that it's not only about Chinese people or using, uh, used by Amer uh, Chinese Communist Party. It's also including Americans and also CCP's uh, partners like the Russians or uh, other agents from evil countries. They try to uh, establish the invisible network which can compromise anyone they want to use and they are taking the advantage of the human's weakness. That's why when we try to clear, uh, clear the influence of CCP, we have to end it from the root, not only to deal with the individuals, because they always can find more people working for them. They call it as people's war. The thing is, you have to know, CCP and Xi Jinping's regime is established on the lies propaganda and also they try to damage the whole world so first end them and then you can do more things to clear this kind of influence okay so two things here one if you want to first of all I, people should know to even get this interview with with dr yang it i i happen to have a chinese friend and um she connected me with i think probably your handler or somebody that you trust but you would not be connected with my friend directly because there's a distrust even among the Chinese population living in the United States as to who may be influenced uh, still by the CCP, even as they live in the U.S. Well, this is a big deal on college campuses, uh, Jeannie. Okay. Um, uh, and it's not just Chinese. I mean, Iranian students are surveilled by other Iranian students. And, I mean, you know, this is just commonplace uh, among dictatorial regimes is that they send spies over uh, to make sure that people from uh, their home countries are not uh, speaking out. And, but, and the fear uh, of being caught and your parents or cousins back home being punished is a, a deterrent. For sure. I agree. Okay, great. So we're going to take these two calls before our break. Let's go to Edward in Chicago first. Uh, Edward, you're on Beyond the Beltway. Thank you for joining the conversation. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. Daily Mail has a story about what you guys are talking about here. Uh, Eco Health Alliance, uh, Dr. Andrew Huff, he wrote a book, uh, What Happened in Wuhan. His boss is Peter Drazek, who's good friends with uh, Mr. Fauci. Uh, just let me read this line here. 
It says here, uh, the organization received 653000 to analyze potential for future bad corona emergency in Myanmar, Laos, and Vietnam. So I wanted to get the panel, see what they thought about this uh, book coming out. Oh, that's great. So we've got uh, additional evidence to support Dr. Yang's um, suppositions, correct? Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. That would be a good guest to have in the future if you're able to get him. Great. Dr. Yan, are you finding are you finding support from other academics? Of course, there are other scientists support me because based on their study, they know that the evidence I provide was solid. And also, for example, I can list the Colonel study, who is actually a biologist with PhD degree, and he did all his own research and found this is really military civilian project working on weaponizing the virus in China. And also there are other scientists. However, not only I get persecuted, uh, they also launch attacks to corona setting and other scientists. For example, in Netherlands, uh, several months ago, one scientist contacted me who is an associate professor working on bioinformation. He believed that he studied my report and found more evidence about the lab made uh, in SARS-2. But during his work, he got fired from that university. One important reason we believe is because WHO expert Maria Kufman working in the same university and one keep him silenced. So wow. these are all the things we are facing now. It's very difficult, but we won't give up. Okay, we're going to take the second call right before the break. Ron from Marion, Illinois, uh, you've got a question for the panel. Yeah, I have a more rhetorical question and a, a small comment afterwards. Uh, okay, you've got a, less than two minutes, Ron. I can do it in less than a minute. Okay. Why is Dr. Fauci and the people from EcoHealth Alliance, why are they not in jail? They have killed more people than the Nazis killed. The, the, the bioweapons ban of 1972 banned all this kind of research, okay? And all these people that were doing bioweapons, they just converted over, they did the same research, except they're now they're calling it virology research. What possible reason could you have to make a super potent virus other than to be a weapon? And the people that are listening to me on the air right now we're lucky that wasn't like a 50% mortality virus, and we're not burying tens of millions of people. So my mother and my aunt both died from COVID, and my family lives to be 100 years old. So they both lost, they were 81 and 89, they both lost 20 years of life. And all, everybody on Twitter is going all crazy about Kanye West, Kanye West. Why is nobody angry about Fauci and the BioHealth Alliance doing this subversive backdoor bioweapons research? That's my question. Okay, Dr. Yan, you've got 30 seconds. If you could just maybe respond to that. Um, why are they doing this research? Uh, I'm so sorry to hear that. I want to say that they found this research, did this research, because according to the law, there is still no uh, very clear boundaries between the gain of function and the, also the bioweapon research. And that's why CCP can take advantage in the academic field. And also there is no specific punishment for any of them currently. So that's also one thing we have to promote. We have to push the new laws come out and to hold them accountable. Okay, well, that, that concludes. Hey, we'll be right back. Continue. We're going to continue this conversation. I want to talk more about the white paper protests. 
Where does Dr. Yang think this is going to end and what's going to happen? Thank you so much for joining us. 1-800-723-8289. At Jersey Mike's, you can elevate any sub by getting the juice. Red wine vinegar and an olive oil blend. It's how a Jersey Mike sub gets its exquisite zing and how bites get boosted. The juice adds a certain something extra, an exclamation on top of the freshly sliced meats and toppings, the kind of exclamation you can eat. Order Jersey Mike subs on our mobile app and get delivery right to your home or pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike sub location. Jersey Mike's, be a sub above. What if the music stopped? If the familiar voices were silenced? If there were no breaking news updates? What if your companion and connection to your community came with a monthly fee? Don't worry. We're free local radio with you wherever you go. Celebrating 100 years and looking forward to the next 100. We are broadcasters. Text radio to 52886 and let Congress know you depend on your local TV and radio stations. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. One in three adults has prediabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy. Or you, your best man, your worst man, you, your dog walker, your cat jogger. While one in three adults has prediabetes, with early diagnosis, prediabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. That's doihaveprediabetes.org. Wait, did they just say one in three adults has prediabetes? That's 33.33333% of adults. That means it could be me, my boss, or my boss's boss, or me, my favorite sister, or my other sister. That's seven members of my 21-person romantic book club. <gasps> Wait, the one in three could be me, my karaoke partner Carol, or ugh, my karaoke enemy Jeff. I'm going to take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Matthew. Huh? Oh, sorry. It's okay. I just need you to listen to me. I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me. I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you, and I know it's because you care. All the talks we've had over the years including what you've told me about not using alcohol and other drugs, they stick with me. And believe it or not, they really do make a difference, especially at times that matter most. Hey, want a drink? No thanks, I'm good. So thank you, Dad, for talking and preparing me for what's ahead. Thanks, Mom, for never giving up and always being my biggest fan. Thank you for letting me know what you expect so I can try to meet your expectations. Thank you for talking. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. Okay, welcome back to Beyond the Beltway. I wanted to talk about the white paper protest with Dr. Jan so it's 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 starting to spread a little bit worldwide. There is uh, other protests going on outside Chinese embassies uh, from Chinese um, diaspora going forward. Uh, but what do you think? Is it's just this just one of those every 30 years the Chinese people are going to rise up against their government to a point and then get stopped? Or is is 
is there an, an impetus here? Uh, is there a reason to believe that they will take this further? I believe it will become further, and also I believe this is a trigger of the Chinese Communist Party and the Xi Jinping regime's collapse. Because this time is the first time in Chinese history of thousand years people realize the value of freedom. I can tell you as a Chinese person, the freedom is never been realized in China. We don't have this kind of education, and for the Taiwanese in our history, they definitely don't want people to know this. So that's why freedom is even a bad word in China, in, according to CCP's definition. But this time, people realize that. And also, there is no organization behind them. People are spontaneously uh, coming out. That is amazing. Because if there are specific organization behind, or if this is only limited in uh, one or few cities, it would be much easier for CCP to send troops and suppress them. However, now, this time, it makes CCP and Xi Jinping shocked. They don't know why it come out. People come out like the water. In Hong Kong, during the pro-democracy protest in 2019, there is a very influential slogan, be water. So if people all behave like water, then they will have the huge power like tsunami. You can never stop it. And the water in the sea, you see the tide, tide raising and tide falling. So it doesn't mean it will disappear. It always come out. So this will be the very important moment for Chinese history and everything will be turned over and they, we will definitely support them and help them because it's not only for Chinese people to anti-tyranny, it's also because Chinese people show their attitude to stand up with the world, with American, with people in other countries to fight against this evil regime and get a safe future for everyone. Okay, so is this like Lech Valencia in the early 80s? Does this lead to the fall of the Berlin Wall, so to speak? Are we going to see this happen? We've got Jimmy Lay. He is sitting in prison in Hong Kong for the protests that he led and stood up to the, the Hong Kong's, uh, Kongers for. I mean, Matt, what do you think? Do you, do you think that this is, is going to come to fruition? And do you have a question for Dr. Yan in that respect? I'm concerned that this, much like in uh, the situation with Tiananmen Square, uh, ends up being crushed. And so my question for Dr. Yan would be, what do you see as fundamentally different today as opposed to then that gives you confidence that we're at the very beginning of another transition uh, away from CCP power? Yes. Uh, compared to both Tiananmen Square and even compared to the Hong Kong protests, there are fundamental differences because back to that time, first, there was no COVID pandemic. So what has suffered is just limited to Chinese people or Hong Kong people. Americans and other people, uh, to be honest, that they really cannot experience this kind of evil hurt. So that's why they, there is no opportunity for them to realize, oh, CCP is our enemy and we should stop it. However, now everything changed. You see, that's why we have to conduct the investigation to know the reason uh, 
thoroughly why it happened, the origin of the COVID and what's behind that. This will tell you that in 30 years ago, you gave them a chance. And then three years ago, you gave them another chance. And now you see what bring to you is they crushed the Chinese people in Tianmen, they crushed the Hong Kong people in Hong Kong, now they want to crush America. So they won't give up, they keep forward, and we need to know, we have all need to work together to defeat our freedom. And this time we say, not I, like 30 years ago, we see so many legislators from the Senator Ted Cruz and uh, the Florida Governor DeSantis and so many, so many other legislators and influential people in America, they start to talk about the importance of this protest. They say this is Chinese people fighting for freedom, so Americans should fight for, uh, for, uh, for against the CCP with Chinese together. There should be more strict actions um, launched to, uh, against the CCP. So now okay. we see this is a fundamental difference. Okay. And one more thing is, back to 30 years ago, Chinese people didn't want to remove CCP. They want a reformation. That is another difference. Okay, so this is great because it really leads into, we've only got one minute left. I want to thank all my guests for being on with me, but I want to leave with this question to, for Dr. Yan. How can we help you? And if we don't feel like we can help you specifically, who, if you want to reveal the names, who in our Congress, the U.S. Congress, has been most helpful for to you so we can help them? You've got 30 seconds, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, thank you. So to help me, definitely is also help everyone. What I want to do is to tell people the truth. Please check the Yen report. You can follow me on Twitter, Gab, or to social, Dr. Li Meng Yen, and you can examine the evidence by yourself. You can follow me at the voice of Dr. Yen, which is a weekly broadcast on America Out Loud Radio Network. And there are many legislators I've met in D.C., and I hope more legislators can realize the importance. And I hope there would be a larger testimony or hearing happened in D.C., and I would like to provide my evidence to help people. Well, thank you very much. That closes out tonight's program. Thank you to Matt Crouch, Charles Lipson, Pastor Chris Butler, Dr. Lee Ming Young. Thank you so much. It's been a terrific program. I, I, you are my hero, my heroine. I appreciate everything that you're doing. And that's it for Beyond the Beltway. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Going back to school as a working adult doesn't mean you have to sacrifice a high-quality education. Purdue University, a top 10 public university, took its innovative thinking to a new level when it created Purdue University Global for working adults. Discover innovative, practical ways to earn your degree online and advance your career. Purdue Global has already awarded more than 1 million credits for prior learning, which means you can save nearly half the cost of your bachelor's. See how close you are to finishing your degree at purdueglobal.edu. That's purdueglobal.edu. Goodbye, bench press. Adios, squat rack. Fare thee well, kettlebell. Hey, Kellen, need a spot? No, Jake from State Farm. I'm just saying goodbye to my pricey gym membership. What? Don't give up what you love. State Farm has options like insuring your home and ride with great rates on both. 
Nice. Hey, can I buy you a protein shake or a granola bar? Or... For surprisingly great rates, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today. I think it's just vapor. Vaping is safer than smoking, isn't it? There's really not even that much nicotine in them, right? One vape pod has as much nicotine as one pack of cigarettes. My kid? My kid knows it's dangerous. 5.4 million American kids vape, and most think it's harmless. Get your head out of the cloud. Talk to your kid about vaping. Visit talkaboutvaping.org. That's talkaboutvaping.org. Brought to you by the American Lung Association and the Ad Council. At Jersey Mike's, you can elevate any sub by getting the juice. Red wine vinegar and an olive oil blend. It's how a Jersey Mike sub gets its exquisite zing and how bites get boosted. The juice adds a certain something extra, an exclamation on top of the freshly sliced meats and toppings, the kind of exclamation you can eat. Order Jersey Mike subs on our mobile app and get delivery right to your home or pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike sub location. Jersey Mike's, be a sub above. It's a bully, but we aren't afraid of a fight. It's elusive, but our focus never fades. It's deadly, but we were born to defeat cancer. You may not have heard of us, but our work has helped millions impacted by cancer. We are the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. We are leaders in advancing breakthroughs in immunotherapy, genomics, and personalized medicine. This research saves lives. After 65 years of fighting blood cancers, we've arrived at a game-changing belief. The cures for cancer are in our blood. The drugs and treatments we've developed for blood cancers have helped people affected by many different types of cancers. We are the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Beating cancer is in our blood. Learn more at LLS.org.